Hello, Linux fans, and welcome to another episode of Destination Linux, where we cover Linux news, reviews, and anything else that may be fun or interesting in the Linux world. Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Rocco. And this is episode 17 of Destination Linux. Hi, Rob. Hello, Rocco. How are you, buddy? What's going on today, man? Oh, it's a Friday. <laughs> it's a Friday. <laughs> Fridays are always good. They, they just seem to make you feel better, dude. Yes, they do. Much better than Mondays, by the way. Mondays are... Well, you know what? I work second shift, so... And I and I do work through the weekends, so Fridays normal Fridays aren't my Fridays, so I actually have two Mondays a week. So Saturday's my Monday, and Monday's my Monday. So ah, uh, so what's Friday for you? Uh, Friday is Tuesday. <laughs> well, happy Tuesday, my friend. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, so Rob, Ubuntu Mate has come out with their seventeen point oh four release. You've got what to think of it. Yep. Well, I tell you what, I loaded up the beta two, very, very impressed. Uh, but I, you know, I, I got the distro hopper bug and switched over to some other things. Uh, I'm waiting for the final release and we're talking just a few days now, Rocco. What is it? Less than a week, right? Less than a week. Um, well, by the time we release this recording, it'll be already released. That's right. That's right. So, all right, I'm going to flip it on you, though, because you have it installed, and you just did a video on it, and you're giving it high marks. Well, I have to, man. Um, you know, okay, I had, way back in during the holidays, I had, you know, done my time with Arch a little bit, and then said, I remember we talked about stability, okay? So I had installed Ubuntu Mate and ran it for a couple weeks, and it was absolutely stable, Everything just worked on it, okay? But there were minor, you know, minor things like, you know, imperfections, I would say, that were there. And, you know, me testing out other things, especially loving KDE, with my love-hate relationship with it, you know, I switched over to Intergo's KDE. Yep. But this release here has added polish to everything to it. So just like we talked with Martin few weeks ago that this 1604 was about making everything work with gtk this release is all about polish and allowing everything to look nice along with gtk refinement yeah yeah and that's what they've hit i think um now somebody pointed out there were a certain amount of bugs in um in ubuntu mate but there's bugs in every distribution and they're working on them constantly but as far as how it runs, how stable it is, and what it looks like, it looks awesome. I mean, that was the one word that I use. I know sometimes I may overuse the word awesome, but that's what it is. Uh, it's polished all across the operating system, especially the new dark theme. Oh, the new dark theme is very nice, yeah. I watched your video, and um, so, of course, as soon as it's officially released, I'll be installing it, uh, and I'll install it probably on either my main system 
or I may even put that back on the family system because uh, my wife, as you know, has used Ubuntu Mate. That's her first and only so far uh, Linux distro. And we've had that on her laptop. So she's eagerly awaiting for it. Um, but yeah, I think the refinement, seeing the refinement, the improvement in everything from the icons to the new options for the Pantheon desktop and the brisk menu. And by the way, is that your favorite or, or what are you finding there? Well, I like the, I like the brisk menu. Uh, obviously it's a great menu to use. The, the one thing that I don't care for is the fact that it's not completely integrated with the right. places and menu where you hover over it and it just pops up open and, uh, you know, they're talking about, you know, working on that, but, uh, I guess that would still be my favorite. Okay. Okay. So, um, do you see this right now as it stands today? Do you see this as kind of going to be your main or what's your thoughts there? Um, well, I'll tell you what, I have run Intergos KD for, well, I guess a month. And that's a long time for me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. I know. And I know. It, it's not. I love KDE, uh, but I think I'm just going to switch over to Mate for a little bit, more so to get on the Ubuntu base. Because the, the Arch, again, we go back to the same scenario where the Arch system is great if you have the time to deal with any issues that come up. And sometimes you just don't have that time and was originally why I switched to Ubuntu Mate. So I think I am going to switch over uh, in maybe tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. Who knows? But, Rob, we got some important news here. We got another guest. Yes, we do. So who do we have? So Total OS Today, if I'm sure many of our uh, viewers uh, and listeners to the podcast uh, know Carmen from Total OS today. Um, Toss, he's known as Toss. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Uh, it was great chatting with him. So look forward to to kind of getting into that. And uh, he's got a channel that it's not totally focused on Linux. Uh, you know, he's a Windows user as well, but he's a real straightforward kind of guy who just lays it out there as he sees it. And, um, you know, so we've got some subjects to chat with him about and really look forward to it. So it may be a different interview than what we normally do, talking about different subjects, but I think it's going to be great. Well, he's been uh, YouTubing for like seven years, and so he's got some good insight there. So, you know, some of our listeners and viewers have recently started their own channels, and we thought it would be good to talk to someone with experience uh, you know, in the YouTube realm of things. And he certainly has lots of experience and some really good insights. So I think it'll be enjoyable. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's welcome Carmen from TOS, Total OS Today. What's going on, man? How you doing? It's good to be here. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? Big Daddy Rock, I love that. Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for the invite. Well... We invited you on, and we have a uh, un- an ongoing tradition that we ask everybody who comes on how they got started in Linux, because that's, to both me and Rob, it's interesting to see where everybody started out in Linux. So where did you start out? 
using Linux? I would have to say it's been probably 10 years and maybe 11 years. Uh, at the time, we had the, uh, the charming Windows XP on mm-hmm. uh, to use, uh, and I had a ThinkPad laptop, and I wanted to try something different. So I came across a magazine article. I forget which magazine, but it was a small article that said, are you tired of Windows XP? Try Ubuntu. I'm like, what's Ubuntu? And that's how I got started. So I downloaded, at the time, it was version 6. something. I can't remember. So I installed it, and my, I think my first reaction was, man, this thing is fast. But there was a learning curve. You know, Ubuntu back then, and probably most Linux desktops, were not as polished as they are today. So I toyed around with it, and I, I had like a stack of CDs, like bootable CDs. <laughs> but then I kind of stopped, and about... 2008, 2009, I came across something called Linux Mint, uh, which I use now, which I thought was and is uh, user-friendly. I thought, now this is how Linux desktop should be, at least from a Windows user. So at late 2009, 2010, I guess you can say I was on a quest for knowledge. I was on a Linux quest for knowledge. <laughs> there uh, you go. Nice <laughs> You're welcome, Rob. You could just pay me later. But no. <laughs> So I jumped on YouTube, and uh, I was looking for, you know, a no-nonsense, straight-shooter approach to Windows versus Linux, whether it's good, bad, neutral, kind of like what I do now. And I have to tell you, at that time, you know, 09, 2010, there wasn't really a lot of quality, honest, neutral views on Windows versus Linux. And I wasn't happy with what I saw. So I thought to myself, instead of complaining, don't complain, just do it. So I started the channel back in, I think it was March 2010. Now I had to think of a name. Well, I used different OSs. Uh, I wanted the total truth or some total knowledge about, uh, you know, and I want to do it today. So I guess you could say <laughs> so, from the, so from total BS came total OS today, <laughs> or sh- short for toss today, and just just on a whim, top of my head again, just just being a straight shooter. Um, because once again, I wasn't happy. Now, of course, it's all change. You know, there's me, there's you guys, there's many other good channels on uh, Linux. Quids up, and the list goes on and on. But back then, they're really. If, if, if they were there, they weren't quite as popular. And that's how the channel got started. So I just, I call it as I see it. Two of the nicest comments I ever got when I thought I was on the right quest, sort of speak, there was one comment I did, a how-to something on Ubuntu. And one comment was, God bless you. This was exactly what I was looking for. And I was like, holy cow. Wow. Okay, you're quite welcome. And I think the second comment was, I like you because you have a neutral approach towards things. Right. Um, and I'm still standing. So here I am. So you started it seven years ago and you're now up to how many subscribers? Almost 8,000. Nice. But I have to tell you, because of my style of my, uh, I guess, hyper honesty, I have to go back, but I've probably lost as many subscribers as that page. <laughs> Maybe not that bad. But it's who I am, and I think the people who stuck around, um, especially when I do the live, you know, the live show, I think they tend to appreciate who I am and, and how I see things. Hopefully, in a neutral way. 
So when that one video I told you guys off off mic, you know, it had 800 likes versus 800 dislikes. I kind of saw that coming, but it didn't affect me because they expressed their honest opinion, and that's what I do. But you know, I guess the number one thing for me was it's a family channel. You know, I want to keep it that way, and and I welcome all comments, positive and or negative comments. I will not tolerate hateful comments. I mean, if it's towards me, I'm a big boy. Okay. But if it's directed to somebody else, that's a big no, no. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, if, if you're standing around with a group of friends and someone asks you, Hey, I heard you're, you're doing a YouTube channel. How do you describe your channel? What, what do you say to someone? I think my tagline is the total OS today, total technology for beginners and beyond. Excellent. Simple. Excellent. It's it's primarily designed for beginners or you know or m- more advanced. Of course, users who are extremely advanced or use only Linux don't need my channel. But if they join, great. You know, I think uh, QuidsUp, I believe now uses ex- only uh, Linux, as far as I know. Of course, he's more advanced. Look, if all you use is Linux, of course you're going to be more advanced. But if we've done one or two. I think one show on security. Remember when Linux Mint got breached last year? Yeah. Uh, we talked uh, about that, I, and I've done some other, you know, podcasts with uh, people who are more advanced than me. But my philosophy is, if you want to better yourself, then stick around with someone who's better than you. You know, yep. that's yep. all who you surround yourself with. That's right, right. And, and that means I have no idea why I'm here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Real nice. <laughs> oh, I love it. Cheers. So, how, cheers. Cheers. So, uh, when did or how did this? Uh, where you're picking out favorite YouTubers. How did that come about? Um, I've been lucky. I've been blessed to meet so many friends like you guys and gotten knowledge back. I wanted to, um, to somehow give something back. So this thing about picking favorite YouTubers, well, when I got started, I didn't have any help. I just did it on my own. I, uh, I mean, I was an English major in college. So I did a lot of reading. But really, as far as doing all this, I learned on my own. But it would it would have been nice to have some help, like locally. And my friends didn't care about what I, I mean. They cared about me, but they didn't really care about my channel or Linux. You know, they were they use Windows or Mac. What? They didn't care about Linux? Are you kidding? Maybe they do now. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, maybe I can give something back, or maybe help someone, uh, maybe who needs, who deserves more exposure on YouTube. So I think is it. Two years ago, I started this YouTuber of the Month, and I said, look, if you guys know someone uh, who deserves more attention, and maybe it does not necessarily have to be about technology. There's a lot of talent out there, I think, that goes unnoticed, in my opinion. So I started this two years ago, just, you know, one comment, one vote, and the people out there, thank they keep voting for me. Thank you. But it's not really about me anymore. So if you want to vote for me, just either donate or subscribe to the channel and all that stuff, you know. But I started it two years ago, and I've been doing it usually on a regular basis. Sometimes during the holiday season, I I kind of stop because people are busy, you know, Christmas shopping and stuff. And uh, we were able to discover, uh, you may have uh, heard of Stephanie Forey, and she's a singer-songwriter. Yep. Uh, I've watched a couple episodes you had with her. Uh, We discovered her, uh, and believe me, I had never heard of her. So there was a couple mentions of her, and I went to her channel, and she writes all original music, at least 99%. I thought, wow, that is a talent. That is a phenomenal voice. 
So you know what? But that's what I was looking for, something that I've never heard before, someone. So I picked her, since, since it was mentioned, I picked her as a YouTuber of the month. And since then, we've done a couple, you know, news nonsense podcast, trying to get more people to her channel. Buy her music, please, you know. Yeah. Uh, but she's in Germany now working on some new stuff. And she says she's, she has a gift. She has, she told me for the second album, for the second major release, she's got 250 songs, like in her mind or on hard disk. She says, the songs just come out of me. So, Stephanie Foreign, this one's for you. Uh, but that's that's why I started the YouTube of the month, try to get someone discovered, as it were. So, yeah. Well, it's an awesome thing. It really is. And that coincides with the more I've watched your channel, the more I appreciate something that I just want to talk about, which is you're honest about things, but you're also positive. Uh, you know, I'll watch and you'll have various subjects. Sometimes it's you're riding in your car and something came to mind and you want to talk about it, but you've just got a, I think a terrific positive approach to it. And Lord knows that's what we need more of on YouTube. So. <laughs> uh, Rob, you are correct. And by the way, hats off to, I believe my subscribers voted you YouTube of the month last fall. I think Linux quest. Yeah, absolutely. Well-deserved, well but getting to your point. Yeah. The, you know, in the beginning I would have a structure, you know, sort of, okay, I downloaded and I just made a bootable CD of this distro. Of course, now we use like USB sticks or virtual machines. Yeah. But after, after I got more comfortable and more advanced doing this, the stuff you see on my channel, I don't have a script. Even though I, started, I studied screenwriting in college, I don't have a script or like my podcast. I may jot a few notes because it does come across, it seems, as more um, honest, being myself. Uh, but yeah, but those little uh, vlogs you see in the car, that may be something I'll pick up off my phone in the morning on a newswire. Oh, well, that's interesting. Let me talk about that because I might forget about it. You know, yeah. well, as we say in New York, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I think the best topics are, and I think we're going to talk about the latest Ubuntu thing going on, are the ones that, that just happened today or yesterday. Let me talk about that while it's fresh. That's right. Now, the distro overviews, those come and go. I mean, that may be in my mind from last month or just released or stuff like that. But, but, but you're right. That is my style. And that, that seems, it appears that seems what the people want. And it's, I suppose it's kind of, um, going back to the distro reviews, I suppose it's kind of unusual or, or weird to have a Windows user promoting Linux. But I call it as I see it because some Linux desktops, they are awesome. Now, whether it can replace your Windows or Mac, that is your choice. Right. But uh, I think it's awesome to at least try Linux, yeah. Well, and I appreciate seeing someone who really comes at it honestly from both sides. Uh, it's difficult even for me, and, and I'm running solely Linux on everything I can. Uh, but it's even difficult for me for someone who is so adamant that if you even say the word Windows, you know, you, you must go into a room and lock yourself in a closet or something. <laughs> so, you know, that's difficult. Right. Shame on you. But but to get a fresh perspective from someone who does use use both, whether it's just for gaming like Rocco. And I've said it before. I'm not a Windows hater. Uh, there are times when you run into a situation with windows or have been in the past where, you know, you're banging your head against the wall saying, why won't this cooperate? Uh, so, well, that's all good. Yeah. There you, mean, you, you mean when it takes an hour to do updates? Precisely. 
precisely. That is what I don't like in Windows is the update process. It is so non-user friendly. I'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. be nice. <laughs> say it, let, you don't have to be nice. Go ahead, yeah. say it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying. <laughs> but putting aside the Windows updates, how that works, I don't like. And putting aside, you know, the telemetry and the spying. Putting the politics aside of Windows 10. Yeah. It works, and you and I talked about it, you know. But yeah. I, mean, I use what works. But nowadays, you know, I use, like I said, mainly sixty um, percent Linux, forty percent Windows. But then we talked about briefly about you know graphics drivers and Linux. Oh, what a tangled graphics driver web we weave, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't work. So today I'm in Windows 10 because it just works. I'm not saying it's better than Linux. Well, maybe just today. But just today, it's better than Linux. Today, yes. <laughs> Only well, on Friday, yes. Only on there's Friday. There's all kinds of problems with the graphics drivers. If you're if you're going to update them and you want the latest features out of them, there's all kinds of issues with it, and it's a shame because, like you said, you go to a, graphic, a graphics driver in Windows, and I won't say that they're perfect because I have had some issues with NVIDIA drivers in Windows where they'll have a regression and it causes major issues, but that's rare. Usually when I update lately, um, it goes through smooth and everything just seems to work. So we advocate open source here, but, you know, we also advocate whatever works best for you in your situation, that's what you need to run. I guess the best advice I can give to anyone who wants to, who is considering trying Linux, um, get, get some knowledge. Go to my channel, Rob's. I mean, Rock, I think you've done the. I, I don't know if you've done two tutorials on how to try Linux. I don't. I, I think Rob has, right? Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. Get the knowledge. You know, don't start from scratch. Like I, I have lots of patience, or did. Don't start from scratch. Well, I learned as I went, trial and error, hundreds of you know bootable CDs, and I pitched them all because I don't need them anymore. But I guess my pain is your game. But get the knowledge first, and. Stick with someone or people that you trust. And if you don't trust us for whatever reason, that's cool too. But, you know, it all comes down to how can I improve the quality of my life or your life? And look, less pain is more gain as it were. And in this, in this situation, it's, it is a quest for knowledge for, you know, computers, Linux or Windows or Mac. And that's what it all comes down to. So there was a poll last year. I asked my, friends here on YouTube, what is the best operating system? And at the end, you know, what was the best? The best one is the one that works for you. That's right. That's the old saying, what's the best camera? The one that you have on hand when you need to take a picture. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just have a simple Logitech camera, but there's, there's a plug for Logitech, but mm-hmm. and anyway, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we recently on Destination Linux had some videos taken down, violating community guidelines. And, well, the frustrating part about it was that there was no transparency in how or why they were taken down. So, basically, we got a message saying that this video violated community guidelines. They reviewed it, and they re- they agreed, and they removed it. No answer to what was the content that violated. They just pointed you to a generic link that showed you the community guidelines. So... Now, now what is going on with YouTube? Let's explain further, though, Rocco. This, these were videos similar to what we're doing right now, our podcast, where we had AJ Reisig as a guest uh, with focus on Linux topics and YouTube. Um, yep. 
Joe know, Resington. Joe, Joe Resington. Uh, you know, we're not talking about anything other than our focus, like today, technology and Linux. So we're scratching our heads thinking what, in, and we're family shows, you know, so we're scratching our heads thinking what in the world, uh, but we're not the only ones who have experienced this. And, and as we were chatting earlier, you're hearing a lot, right? We are being terminated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of force, I, I kind of predicted it somewhat, not on this massive scale because, um, you know, as my channel grew, one of the, one of the benefits was some of the AdSense revenue and it, and it, it kind of peaked around 2013, 2014 where, where the channel became self-sustaining. I was able to go from a single core computer to a dual core to a quad core, you know, a nice flat screen and, and, and it worked out great. But then it started dropping and changing after that. So I, I kind of figured something was going on. And I think this mess started where you remember, was it two years ago when YouTube opened the partnership to everybody? Right. Period. One subscriber, 10 views, a million views. And that, of course, created a lot more, say, competition, a lot more opportunity, but then a lot more junk. Right. As right. it were. Um, and I saw the, and, it, and it's not just me, it's been mentioned by Quidsup and some other YouTubers. And of course, the revenue dropped, dropped, and dropped. Now, what's happening now is I think what happened, there's a lot of, well, how do you, how do you quantify a lot? There's some channels on YouTube that is just flat out unfriendly, hateful, and just total BS, as it were. And I, I kind of noticed it more last year during the presidential primaries and the election. Now, this is not a political channel, so I won't go there. But I started tuning into this just more out of curiosity. And I, and I would look at them like, wow, they have 200,000 subscribers, 800,000 for this, you know, fettuccine sauce, as I see it. You know. <laughs> but... Okay, God bless them. They got they got the you know followers and people are free to express their minds. But I thought this ain't gonna last. And now, YouTube or the advertisers, there's a major boycott. They're starting to crack down. And I think what happened: a reporter or two from whatever newspaper was probably saw a video, not ours, that was at minimal questionable or maybe hateful. And they probably, he probably wrote an article, hey, did you know, ABC company, that your ad was playing on this questionable video? Well, now the word, you know, social media, once it's out there, it's spread like wildfire. Yep. So what's happening now, I think, I'm still learning how this algorithm of the system works. There's a massive boycott. Big name companies, you know, GM, Coca-Cola, companies that I deal with, that, that I mean, that are fine for me personally. But they thought, oh, yeah, we don't want our our Coca-Cola ad or our GM ad on that video, that's not very nice. So they're pulling all this ad revenue, massive, huge scale. And that leaves, I think, less advertising inventory to share, yep. as it were, to spread out for people like us or whoever. So we are all being affected, even though it's not my fault, even though I kind of saw this coming, but you know, what could I do? But I think that's what's going on. And 
I know YouTube is trying to put some kind of system algorithm in place where I think I just saw, I saw something today. You need to monetize your videos. You need at least 10,000 views. Or, I yes, I did read that. Going yeah. back to the way, I think before, I think you need to have, I can't remember, maybe like a thousand subs or something close to it. Would just show you're not a f- pie in the sky as it were, like a fly by night. And I think they're going back to that um, type of algorithm. But it's affected everybody um, up to, I think, a YouTuber said their revenue is down up to 90% or more. So I was looking back at my analytics and I'm like, you know, there's what you made in the past, what you made. Then, the, then there's the projection. Well, if mm-hmm. I go through the projection, I'm down 90% through no fault of my own. Wow. But I'm still standing. Now, of course, where do you go from here? I'm being asked to do more and more, you know, more like interviews or more live shows, more reviews. You yep. know, I'm like, well, it's gotten to the point where in an HSME, you know, you got to ask for help, such as Patreon or uh, PayPal or donation, stuff like that. Now, I think this is just a temporary issue as far as I know. Will it be fixed this year? It will be fixed. I think YouTube will get the system, this method, this algorithm correct. It's not all their fault, I don't think. But I'm not sure if it'll be corrected this year. But it will be corrected so that people like us won't get caught in this mix of non-friendly videos, as it were. Yeah, and, and that when they open the gates and just anyone could jump in, you know, some people, uh, I think they call it the, uh, the YouTube lottery. You know, they would have some kind of just video out of the blue that all of a sudden, for whatever reason, went viral. And the next thing you know, they've got two million views and, you know, out of nowhere and it could be on just pick a subject, you know, I mean, whatever the subject matter would be. And, um, and then after that, you know, the videos beyond that would kind of dwindle from there, but that'll, hopefully that'll work itself out. Like you said, what can we do about it? You know, there's, I was not, you know, this started off as a hobby. I, I had a thirst for Amen. knowledge, technology, you know, and of course my son at the time was what, nine, 10. So he was just learning about technology, how to use a phone, cyberbullying. So I figured the more I learned, not necessarily just based on Linux, but the whole total package as it were, the more I learned, the more I can teach him. And he's learned pretty good. He's caught up, he's caught up with this pretty good. Uh, but it started off as a hobby. But then the channel grew, grew, and grew. I'm like, well, this is called meeting more friends. Yep. Uh, but then I was being asked to do more and more and more. And it had, there was one comment, please don't forget us Mac users. And I'm like, well, I would, I would love to do reviews on Mac products, but I have to buy the products. They're not <laughs> <Right>. cheap. <laughs> and but, use them, too. And use them. But like I said, around 2013, I thought I was on my, a with, on my way with the AdSense revenue. It was, it was starting to grow. Kind of nicely, but then it dropped like, oh, man. Well, then I, we're doing or I'm doing what I can do with, you know, with the limited budget. Right. But, but like you said, we are all being affected and uh, YouTube will fix it. But in the meantime, you got to do what you got to do. So, you know, we're all in this predicament, you know, predicament that I'm being asked to do more. And that's fine. I love doing this, you know, these live shows or reviews and straight shooter talk. But perhaps it's, for me, it's come to the point to ask from the community, hey, if you can donate or give or just give back on a small scale, even if it's just a dollar a month, that would help. Yeah, that right. would help. Look, I got almost 8,000 subs. If, if only half of them, say, say if they all donated 50 cents each, 
that would cover the cost of the channel and buy a MacBook Pro. Yes. Okay, and let me give you my straight. I physically, this was not sent to me. This is not a gift. And you're willing to give a more honest you know, review. Now, there's nothing wrong with sponsored reviews as long as you disclose ahead of time. That's perfectly legal and fine. But I prefer to be more of a straight shooter. Yes, I bought this water bottle, and I can say this is the best <laughs> water. <laughs> so that's where we are with that as far as the YouTube, the advertising, and the boycott. It's, it's serious. It's bigger than I thought it would be. But something has to be done because I don't appreciate hateful no. bull. Well, the sad part about the whole thing is the videos were taken down. We ended up appealing them, and they were put back up. But there's still the strike against the channels. Ah. Well, the strikes are gone. Okay, ah. it says zero strikes, but we're still unable to upload or upload longer videos, 15 minutes. So, I think uh, I had one that was not monetized. It wasn't pulled down. It was, and it was, I forget what it was, but I saw the title. What I'm like, really? This silly thing is me. But I let. I didn't even appeal it. You know, I can just imagine the the big shots at YouTube going, how are we going to fix this? My God. So they're probably, oh, yeah. they probably have a beige attic. And I, I sympathize YouTube. I do. All I ask is fix it as quickly as possible. But I, I get it. How do you fix this? Because look, cause this, this, is, this is a seed that has been planted probably since the beginning that nobody thought of. Right. And again, I started noticing this last year, more and more last year. And it's, it's, it's pretty bad. So yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, well, we're going to switch subjects here on some big news. This is, you know, some very big news that broke in the last 24 hours or so, and that's with one of your favorite distros, uh, Ubuntu, and moving away from the Unity desktop. Now, this is going to, I want to yeah. stipulate here, this is going to air a little later, but this news is not going to go away for some time. I think we're going to be hearing about this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, my first Linux love was Ubuntu. It's in my heart. So, uh, uh, you know, back then they had the old GNOME 2, you know, like interface and which is kind of what I still like. And I like that Mate, which is kind of close to that yeah. Mate version of Linux. But um, back in 2011, they Ubuntu switched, you know, to the Unity desktop. Yeah. And I thought it was cool, maybe because I was you know, I was on Windows, what was it, Windows 7? Windows 7, I wanted something different, and, and it was different, so I thought it was cool. But I chose that over GNOME 3 or GNOME Shell because GNOME Shell needed a lot more. It still does tweaking, and then the extensions break, and it needed more RAM and this and that. Not, not that it was totally awful, but because I wanted to keep things simple, I chose Unity, which was, and I think it still is, a possible choice for beginners. Of course, I think after the next release, it won't be supported anymore officially from Ubuntu, but there'll be forks. There'll yeah, be yeah. offshoots, but the problem is everything gets forked up after that. So, you know, <laughs> uh, hopefully. Yeah, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, though. I, I started out, my first distro was Unity, or not Unity, but Ubuntu, mm -hmm. uh, with, with the, what is it, was it the Wubby installer? And <laughs> I installed it next to the long yeah. side of Windows oh, yeah. a long side time ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I haven't used Unity really ever. I never really gave it an opportunity to use. I always just went to something else like Linux Mint or, or something like that because it was more of what I was used to. And I just made a video... It, 
few days ago, three or four days ago, and it's still unedited because I make this, I make my first Unity video, and then the next day they come out and say they're going to drop Unity. <laughs> so, Hello, so, so what I'm saying. <laughs> so, you know, like it was kind of worthless now to edit the video and say, hey, I'm trying out Unity. So it's still sitting there on the hard drive. Well, look, I think Ubuntu had to do what they had to do. I guess from a business standpoint, I'm not really sure. It's Look, Unity over the years has worked for me. And I guess because I enjoyed the, uh, the, the launcher, you know, hit the Windows key and type, you know, like Rhythmbox and just go to your app. Um, again, I, I loved it because it was different, at least at the time, than Windows. And, and it still is different. It is different than Windows 10. But... You know, they're probably going to go to what to GNOME, but if it's going to be the GNOME shell or GNOME 3, you can have it. You know, it's just not for, it, it's not for beginners. I'll put it to you that way. Right. right. Well, you're, there's no, we've talked about, uh, me and Rob have talked about this before. GNOME is, I am personally like GNOME 3, okay. but that's only if you ex- enable extensions. Out of the box, GNOME 3 is pretty much unusable. There's just no way anybody can use it. Surely not a new user either. Because there's no way you can get to anything. No. But once you start just, just enabling watch, extensions. Just, just watch one of uh, Dave's videos at <laughs> other stuff where he just takes the pure GNOME desktop toss. And it's, it's a great video because he's like, I'd love to show you this, but I don't know how to find it again. You know what I mean? It's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Now, there's something else. And I don't want to use your GPS to find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. There's something else about this that I, with the whole canonical thing, and I don't want it to get missed. A lot of people are focusing on just the desktop aspect, but canonical was working on the phone OS. They were working on the tablet OS. They were working on the whole idea of convergence, which I happen to think is pretty cool where you can come in at the end of the day. Let's face it. Everybody uses their phone more than they use any other device. You could come in at the end of the day, plug your phone into a dock, bam, it pops up on your monitor. You use the same apps you've been using on the whole idea of that. I love the thought of it. Now, Microsoft has tried it. Uh, You've seen, I'm sure, videos and things on that. But I kept thinking if someone could pull this off, it would be someone like Canonical. And this is a part of what's going away as well. Uh, And I'm sure it has to do with dollars. I mean, it always points back to dollars and dollars and time and, and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, about, uh, was it four years? Remember when uh, Canonical had a Kickstarter to raise $30 million for their Ubuntu phone? You mem- remember that? I do not. It was, uh, maybe it was an Indiegogo for the first Ubuntu phone. Um, and I thought, $30 million? You guys are nuts. And I and I said, well, maybe I didn't say it that way, but I, yeah. <laughs> I said, I was trying to be, you know, neutral. And, and I think I said, you know, I think this is a great idea, but 30 million, I think it's going to fail. And of course, there was, well, you're just a window. What are you and you're going to fail? This phone is not for the masses. You're asking <laughs> a massive 30 million, but it isn't for the masses. So now they raised millions of dollars, I think 10 million, which is great for a first time relatively unknown name Ubuntu, which is fantastic. Yeah, I was right because, again, I'm trying to see things also as an outsider, not just an insider. I thought the concept is great, but if you're not promoting this for the masses, who are you promoting it for? That's right. 
Well, you're going to need those masses in order to make it a success. Right. Look, I give them credit. They they took a shot. God bless them, but it didn't work out. So that's that's the way it goes, you know. Well, it all comes back to the money because there's an article on OMG Ubuntu that talks about their holdings and stuff, and they have a staff of 500, and it made an operating loss of 3.3 million euros last year. That's a lot. That's a lot of money to lose. Yeah. So I guess they're trying to streamline everything and, uh, you know, cut their losses and move on and maybe make a success yet. I think Ubuntu will be fine as long as just people like me and maybe you guys, if if, if we will use it when when it comes out with GNOME or, or like whatever GNOME looks like. But I, I until somebody botches Ubuntu up, I'll still recommend it at least as a choice for beginners. Right now, as a first choice, I'd probably go Linux Mint. Uh, it used to be Zorn as my number one choice, for, but then they switched to GNOME 3 or GNOME Shell Desktop. Yeah. And, you know... It, I can't recommend. I, I it. sense you, you're not a fan of the GNOME three desktop. <laughs> if uh, if you're into tweaking, as you say, if not, forget about it. Yeah, what about right? uh, what about KDE and Plasma five? Have you given that a shot? I looked at it. It's okay. Maybe I'll look at it again. Uh, I guess it has the potential. Something for beginners. But I remember testing Kubuntu, you know, before they switched to what? Now there's something called Neon, KDE Neon. KDE Neon, yeah. And even back then, I didn't like it that much for whatever reason. Maybe, maybe because, it, because it, reminded me as, as, uh, it reminded me of Windows too much. I'm not sure. But right now, in my main uh, desktop, I'm dual booting Linux Smith Mate. I love Mate. There's just something about when I first started using it. It's awesome, simple, easy to learn. You know, yep. you can customize it, you know, keyboard launcher and type in where you want to go. So, again, it's all about making life simpler. So, you know. Well, I'll just say that if you want to dip your toe back into the KDE Plasma world, I happen to know a guy that is really in tune with what's going on with KDE. And, uh, and he may be willing to help you out if we ask nicely. Maybe. <laughs> I, might look, I might look at it again. I'm not sure. You know, we got to stick together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's a there's a poll right now um, on OMG Ubuntu, and I'm sure by the time this releases, it'll change, and there'll be many more votes. Right now, it's tallied at 7,600 over 7,600 votes, and 36 percent of those are positive for the changes for Ubuntu. Okay. okay. 32% are in between or uncertain. Ah. Uh, 23% are negative and 8 are indifferent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to stay neutral now until I see what their quote known desktop looks like in 1804. That's the best answer I can give you. So, yeah. Well, I actually can't wait to see what they do with it because you figure they have to almost customize it a little bit more to make it their own. You know what I mean? They have to enable certain extensions and so that it's easy for newer, like you said, I mean, unity seems to be an easy one for somebody to pick up and use, and they have to make gnome the same way. So I'm pretty excited to see what extensions they enable by default and maybe even help work on and make better. I don't know why, you know, when Ubuntu first came out with unity, there was all this, I guess, for lack of a better word, hatred, yeah, I'm like it's not that difficult. It's different, granted, than the old GNOME two, but it wasn't. 
it still isn't that bad. You don't see with GNOME Shell, GNOME 3, you need extensions. You need it. Yes. You really need that. You can say, well, like, you know, they were saying in Unity, well, I can't move the, the panel bar at the bottom. I'm like, okay, well, then don't use it, you know, but there's no reason to hate it. Again, from a Windows dual booter perspective, I thought it was uncalled for. I, I can see the mixed feelings for GNOME 3 because you have to do the tweaking and then the extensions break or they're not updated. Um, I think one of the reasons I don't use Linux Smith Cinnamon, the applets, or not the applets, spices. Yes. I Half just, the time yeah. they didn't work for me, so I don't use Cinnamon. I use Mate. Again, it's all about making things easier, folks. It's not all about bling, okay? Right. So I think what did I, I posted a video. For me, Linux is all about the three S's uh, or the three P's or something. Um, we got to get this right, Taz. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let me think for a second, okay. Uh, st- okay, stability, number one. Yep. Speed, special looks. So it was order. the three P's. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that's what those I are, for Linux, yeah. Those are important, though. I mean, you not have, just oh, Linux, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they're important for every, anything you use, but, I mean, you have to have stability. You can have as much bling as you want, and if it's not stable and if it's not running, it don't matter. That's right. I mean, you take, for instance, the, the Arch problem that they're having right now where I don't know if you heard that the some of the Arch systems are not able to boot after you update with the GUI updater. I thought yeah. I saw something briefly. I remember a few years ago, one of my podcast partners, Linux guy, I won't mention the name, I love him to death, but he's, oh, you got to try Arch. What you try, you'll never. I was like, let me give you the phone number of my doctor. Hang on one second. <laughs> now, I understand where he was getting at because not last year, but maybe the year before, Arch was voted as the best Linux distro. Justifiably so. Not, not, not for beginners, per se, but because it's highly customizable. You can make it your own. And I agree, the, just because I don't use it. But at the time, I was like, I don't think so, but thank you. And I've had, I've had the least amount of issues with Ubuntu-based or Debian-based. I've messed with Debian-stable you know, sometimes. Um, but, you know, when you use cutting edge, you may wind up cutting yourself, you know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, that said, I use Arch. Uh, I use Intergos KDE right okay. now. So, but I did not have any problems myself doing that update. Okay. Um, last year, I took the Manjaro Challenge, Manjaro Linux, okay. as a full install. No problem. In the beginning, it worked out great. But I knew I was in trouble. But after, after the updates, I couldn't play a CD. And my friends said, who plays CDs nowadays? <laughs> you do. I agree. <laughs> I agree, but that's not the point. So I knew I, I was going to be in trouble. So, But okay, so I fixed that. But as the months went by, then... I had a problem with the update process. The file manager went wonky, and I had to fix this, fix this. And I, and I think I posted of, I posted my final thing on Manjaro. I fought the bugs, and the bugs won. I'm sorry. That doesn't mean I couldn't figure them out, but I didn't want to spend the time doing it. But it just wasn't for me. So, right. It was fast. Oh, I'll give Arch that or Manjaro that, but I didn't want to spend the time solving puzzles. So you know. Now, what about on the phone side? Are you an Android guy, an iOS guy? 
I've I've had an iPhone. I've had Android. I prefer Android. No surprise yeah. there, I suppose. You know, one of my friends had a Windows 10 phone at the time. Windows 10 was, you know, unsure if it's like if it would survive. And and I th- I thought it looked great. I mean, those live tiles made sense, but not enough apps. Now I guess Windows 10 phone, eh, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I have a I have an HTC. Now, have you have you ever got into custom ROMs or any Cyanogen mod or anything like that? I have not. I thought about it because even though I have a terrific. Uh, here's another plug, but anyway, HTC Max with stereo speakers on both oh, yeah. sides. This is the best sounding phone on the market. It's three years old, maybe more. The best sound on the market. And I'm stuck on Android 4.4. Thanks, HTC. Love you. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but I've looked at the newer phones or the new, actually new smartphones in general, and the speakers, they're like, they're not that good. No. I don't understand why all phones are not like that, where they have the stereo speakers on both sides. I don't understand that. I don't understand why there's a speaker on the bottom when that's not the direction you're pointed at when you're listening to it. Because, Rocco, you have to have dual cameras and 144 megapixels, you know, in your new device. That's why. I yeah. guess. Uh, manufacturers are allergic to speakers. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, really, who, knew, who needs sound on a phone? Really? I mean, you know. You know, I have a Galaxy 4 or 5 <laughs> as a backup, and, of course, that speaker's in the back of the phone, you know. Right. Speaker. Now, it's clear, but not like this. So, Oh, look, yeah. Whoever is out there makes a – I think I think the Google – the Nexus phones, I think one of them has two speakers. I think maybe one more. But they should – especially when the phones retail seven, $800. Yeah. yeah. And you put crappy speakers. I could spend a hundred dollars and still have crappy speakers. You know, so. right? <laughs> well, to me, there is no. I mean, I've looked at phones and looked at all the new ones as well, and there is no perfect phone out there. They all come with uh, things that you, there's no perfect one that has everything that you want. Like a lot of them will be cutting the storage down, or they'll be taking the the SD card slot out, or there's just <laughs> it's frustrating because this phone looks great except for this one thing you're not seeing until you read all the reviews and then you hear this and you say oh man that's <laughs> like i know then samsung two cycle two years ago go to a sealed phone sealed battery no memory right. card right mm-hmm. i'm like great another iphone no, nothing against iphone because i had it it works but i'm like if i want an iphone i'll buy an iphone that's right, right. so i think I think the LG phones still are. You can pull out the back and change the battery micro. So LG. That's what I have. Thumbs up. If you want to send me a phone to test, I'll be happy to. Because you you guys, you're the love of my life when it comes to Android for my next phone. So anyway, but yeah, that's what they choose to. A funny story about Samsung. The The day before they had the official press release, I guess one of their Samsung stores burned down. Oh, 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 true story. So, uh, yeah, not a good way to start a hot topic. But, uh, you know, I sometimes wonder if we're at a level with technology and we certainly are now. I think most people are like this anyway. You're you'll get something that's hot <laughs> off the press in technology. Let's mm-hmm. say a phone, for example, latest and greatest. Uh, you know, uh, the tech blogs go on and on about it for a solid week. It's released. Then two weeks later, there's something else that 
forget about what we just talked about for, for a solid week, two weeks ago. We have this attention span in technology and many other things now that is so short-lived. I can't imagine as a phone manufacturer or a tablet manufacturer, what you, you must sit around all the time thinking, how can we set ourselves apart? Because at some point, you've caught up with the technology. And even a mid-grade phone right now, for example, is high-end compared to a phone from just three years ago. It's light speed, man. The technology moves, you know, bam, 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 it seems. And I think in one of my last live shows, it's like, you know, for one person to do it all, I suppose it can be done. But the news and the updates and, and the advances is so quick. You need a little bit of help, either from a news article or a news feed or somebody. Hey, you know, hey, Carm, take a look at this. It's it's difficult. You know, it's almost like and this, you know, every, every morning I, I turn this on and look at the news feeds just to right. keep up. And this is like my third pillow, my phone, you know, but uh, <laughs> I, I think you have to, if you want to keep on doing what we're doing or what I'm doing, just to keep up with TikTok, because you can become obsolete, I think, in an instant. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. Yeah, but I think that also leads to quality issues, too, because you're so concerned about the next thing mm-hmm. that you're not really concerned about making this thing work. And, you know, they talk about it even with uh, Linux distributions where, you know, people are concerned with the newest, latest feature rather than making what they have work well. And, I mean, I think there's a line that you have to walk. You Mm -hmm. can't stay in the old stuff and just be concerned about stability and not add any new features. But there has to be that middle road. Yeah. Yeah, It seems like like my son just got his... Xbox One, and I just noticed in one of my news feeds where Microsoft's already talking about their awesome new technology for the next Xbox, and it's like, you're kidding me. You know, well, I'm going to date myself here, but, you know, how long was it between the Atari 3600 and the next thing <laughs> back in the day? Yep. So. It's, it's, it seemed like after the year 2000, it just... I mean, one big roller coaster up and down, mostly, like I said, light speed. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to keep up. I mean, like we do our best, but that's why I have, I have my cell phone with me and my tablets. I got like three tablets now, uh, multiple computers, uh, laptops to test different, you know, uh, Linux distros. It's a lot of work. It's, you know, it it's is. a lot of work. So, you know, but. As long as the people ask, I'll do it as long as I can. But, um, you know, times are changing. So Now, speaking of that, I hopped into one of your live chats the other day, had a great time. You, you did oh, a, a thank you. really, really good job keeping things moving from topic to topic, which is not easy. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, it, was a, it was a really fun time. And, and we're starting to see more of that on various YouTube channels. Is that something you see that you'll start to do more of or... I think the live events, I haven't done a lot. I've done more frequent this year. But in the past, I got little clues that, and it makes sense. It makes sense, guys, that people who subscribe to your channel on a regular, or, you know, subscribe, donating, you know, and just want to connect with you, not just on a recorded video. They want to be there almost in your living room live to say, hey, Toss, Carm, good to see you, Rob, Rocco. 
yeah, did you have, hey, great show. Listen, can I have a, you know what I mean? They want that interaction. Yep. Yeah. And it makes sense because if I was not doing this, but you were doing a live show and, you know, I would tell, hey, guys, I, how would I feel? I would feel part of the family. So I think that is part of the future of all this here. Um, it's, it's probably not that easy for everyone, uh, maybe because I was born in New York. I have a different personality. You know, uh, for me, it becomes natural, you know. And I think the way it becomes natural is, number one, is who you are. You know, don't take, you know, play, but play seriously, as it were. So when I do the live shows, it's all about connecting. Now, the last one I did, I think it was about internet privacy. So I had somewhat yeah. of an agenda, but I mean, I wasn't hiding anything, you know. But yeah, I think the live shows are definitely a, a, thing, of the, a thing of the future for YouTube. And I think I will be doing more if, if, if the channel keeps growing the way it is. But I'm going to have to upgrade. I have a little 19-inch monitor right now and an older, slower computer. It gets the job done. And... Uh, I'll probably do more as long as the people want me to and they have a way to connect and they, and most of them do like it. I'll have to probably do it at, th- at different time zones. There was a guy who joined in from Spain. God bless him. But he's, I think, what, six hours ahead. You know, so it yep. was late. And one guy from Belgium, he says, while I do appreciate you giving you a heads up, it was too late for me. So I'll probably do these like instead of 5.30 or maybe one to 5.30 and maybe another day at 2 p.m. or something. I'll see how things go. But look, there's no substitute for connecting, even if it's virtual living room. There is no substitute for that instant, instant humanity, as it were. You know, what's, what's Ubuntu uh, humanity towards others, right? Well, there right. you go. You know. So, yeah, absolutely. Those live shows are fun. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed it, like I said, and you were able to keep it rolling and the topics were coming in rapidly. And I think you're in your element uh, in that situation, or you seem to be anyway. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, have, I have yet to try one, a live event, um, but I may one day just to, just, uh, because of the interaction yeah. you talked about, you know. Look, it's, what's the worst that can happen? You might make a fool of yourself. So what? <laughs> I don't think you will. I don't, I don't think you will, because you, you seem pretty down to earth and pretty solid, you know, guys, uh, Rob. But try it. If it doesn't work out, so what? I mean, the very first one I did, I can't even remember, but I thought, I'm just going to try for the heck of it. Go on. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work out. And I don't recall a single negative comment I'm not saying that they're all fantastic Hollywood productions, but they don't have to be. It's, it's right. all about this back That's and right. forth. Yep. Well, you have a question? Yeah. You know, I never thought about that. Thank you. Look, it's all about conversation, people talking to people. And if you've never done it, it does take a little bit of practice, the rhythm, the timing, the flow of the live show. Now for that, I did have a, a, some things printed out like this. I had, um, how to stay private, use a VPN, tour browser, you know, do not track, feature disposable email. Bullet points, cheat sheets work, especially as a topic as internet privacy, which is huge. If, yes. you, if you're talking it's about huge, it's huge, it's huge. <laughs> if you're talking about one distro, then you can just, you know, talk as you go. But something like that, ha- having a printout. Yes, I use a printer. Imagine that, you know, yeah. that helped on the last one. 
And of course, having 20 more people come on is it's I think the more people comes on, comes on, it makes it easier. Yeah, I have to do like dual like multitasking look and then, you know, back and forth. Right. It's more work, which may seem like harder, but see, because then I can pick like in a response to keep the flow going. If there's only one or two people, how do I stretch it out? You know, that's I think is harder. I've done that, too. Well, Toss, that's an excellent point. With all the people that were in there, it's also a learning experience because you've got people from all backgrounds, uh, all levels of technology, I can't even say it, technology knowledge um, that were in there making comments saying, hey, have you checked this out or have you tried that or, hey, this is what I do. And so from that standpoint, it's, it's good. I, I want more people. I want more people smarter than me. I have no ego to bruise. I want to learn. Yeah. This is all about learning and connecting. That's why I do it. Because if it isn't fun, then that's right. But no, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. And that's when Rocco and I decided to start the podcast up. We were chatting one day, just much like we all are chatting right now. And, you know, it's one of those things where we said, hey, what have we got to lose? We're two guys who enjoy talking about Linux in particular, uh, technology in general. And let's just give it a shot, and we'll get on here, and we'll do our best. And if it works, it works. And today, here we are talking to Toss. That's right. You've talking to a semi-star. That's right. <laughs> the star of the show. Not a star, yeah. But no, it's it it starts off, I suppose, with an idea. For me, it was it it, it was an idea seven seven years ago, more or less a hobby, and I didn't know. Look. Back then, I had no idea it would lead to this talking to you guys. What was I thinking about? Just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, I met great people along the way. One of my very first podcasts was a year after uh, Infinitely Galactic IG yep. uh, from Australia, yep. of all places. Yep. But, a young young man, yep. Yeah, college, I think, uh, graduated college since then, married, you know, and um, wish him all the best. But... It was a year later. We can, I saw one of his videos, and he had he has that voice. Yep, he, he, I've been told I have that that voice, that friendly voice. But he has the voice too. So because I could appreciate that, he did a video. He did a fake. I think he did a fake Ubuntu commercial, which was really good. That combined with his voice, I said, "Hey, uh, I saw one of your videos. You talked about maybe starting a podcast." you would like to join me this is what i do i'm also fairly new to this no rules except family show and he immediately agreed and we connected we started doing those for a couple years um i think it was eight o'clock here and 11 o'clock a.m the next day in australia you know oh my gosh yeah but but the time those time zones aren't too bad though it's like six, seven hours. And if you do it, it's 536 it's midnight there and uh, you know my friend stephanie she's in munich so sometimes the one night it was seven thirty here. So what time is it there? Like one thirty, two o'clock. Yeah. Says, oh, no, I, I work all hours of the night. I said, oh my god, you know. But she's writing. She's writing her music and recording and stuff. So you know that's what she does. But um, yeah, me and IG connected, and it was after that that I know both our both our views or our channels grew. Again, it's when you have two heads are better than one. That's right. As it were. But yeah, that was my very first podcast, come to think of it, in 2011. Wow. Wow. And we kept doing it. Then he got married and went on. I think he's back randomly doing YouTube stuff. Yeah, yep. randomly. Yeah. 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 Yes. So, hey, he has a new life. I think it's awesome. So, yeah. Fam- family happens. You know, life yeah. happens. So, absolutely. Yeah. But that, that was my first podcast. I don't remember when my first live show was. Maybe 
like a few years. I think I did a fundraiser. I co-hosted a fundraiser for one of the one of my friends. His wife had some medical issues, and we're trying to raise some money. That may have been one of the one of the first live shows. Google Hangout. I can't remember. You know, after seven years, you kind of lose track. You know, but um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting journey of um, self discovery. Not just learning about technology in general, but it's 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 kind of led to this to talking with you guys, and I, w- I wouldn't change it. So, yeah. Well, we we have certainly enjoyed it, and uh, we've kept you a little longer than the typical hour. But uh, hey, what's the matter with you, Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> and and I was just going to say, if you ever get a craving for grits and sweet tea, you're welcome down south anytime, Mister New Yorker. Where are you from, man? <laughs> no, I don't think rocks right from in. the south. Yeah, but um, where are you, where um, are you from? Rob? North Carol North Carolina. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay, well, not, I used to live in Florida ten years, so you not know, too far to... south. Okay. Yeah, Grits, I think there are more New Yorkers in Florida than there are Floridians. Really? I That's think... interesting. <laughs> oh, okay, if you say so, man. Okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was awesome to get to talk to you, Toss. We yeah, appreciate you say? stopping by. Good to be here, Lil. Mm. <laughs> we'll have to do this again, Arnold. You got it, man, Lil. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll talk All soon. Right. Appreciate it. Take See care. You,